We're doing that Brooklyn Nets talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go go hard. Talking Nets. Hosted by Keith McPherson. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets. Uh, we should be live on Twitter. We should be live on Twitch. I just made that happen. Um, but we're live on the YouTube as well. Shout out to the Nets world. Uh, I want to start off saying something to the Nets fans and the Nets world. <laughs> you know, my whole phrase coming off of last year was this Nets world has been built. And it was built on the backs of the superstars that we had here. And what I felt like from going to a bunch of games, going to the arena, sitting with the block, the Brooklyn Brigade, seeing the fans, even though we got swept, seeing the fans show up for the playoffs, I felt like this Nets world has been built. They can go. We will not crumble. I apologize. It ain't my fault. But I had way more faith in... Josiah, I guess. Not really. I didn't have no faith in Josiah. So I'm not even going to say that. In Marks We Trust, I don't even know. You can't trust him as far as you could throw him. He's a 6'5", 6'6", dude. You can't throw him very far. Jacques Vaughn, Jacques Vaughn, they locked up last year with an extension in 2027. Like, I just, I looked at guys like Mikael Bridges being on this team and his 20 twin twin, Cam Johnson getting paid and Young Cam Thomas in year three. Dayron Sharp in year three. Nick Claxton being a candidate for defensive player of the year. Spencer Dinwiddie coming back. Having three and D guys. Having, uh, you know, DFS, Doe, Dorian Finney-Smith. Having Royce O'Neal. Adding Alani Walker. Dennis Smith Jr., right? You know, I just thought there was enough veterans on this team. I thought there were enough... Guys on this team where the Brooklyn Nets would be competitive, even after opening night when they pissed down their legs and they blew that game. You know, the title of this episode is Finding Ways to Lose. Go ahead and punt the season. Like, I still have faith because there was a lot of close games that they lost that I'm like, okay, they'll figure it out. And later on in the season, those will be wins. But they struggled through injuries. And I think the biggest struggle right now is struggling through Jacques Vaughn, his limitations, his rotations, his just being a bystander, bro. I'm watching these games, and I'm like, this guy can affect the game. He's starting to look like Steve Nash, and I don't want to compare him to Steve Nash. But what else do we have to compare him to? He was here, got swept out of the bubble. They decided then to hire Steve Nash and not go with him. They fire Steve Nash, go back to him, give him an extension, and I just like want this guy to stop the chewing gum, clapping and yelling and call a timeout. And if you ain't going to call a timeout, use the timeout for a challenge. You can affect the game, coach. And it seems like his voice is not hitting. It seems like he's disconnected. It seems like these Brooklyn Nets don't want to play for him. They just find a way to lose. I mean, we can talk about the game last night and we can talk about the Miami Heat game. Let me welcome in double A, Alex. Alex, go ahead and say what you got to say. Nets World, I appreciate y'all. See y'all in the chat. Uh, I mean, it's very easy to blame the coach, uh, but uh, you you kind of – yeah, I'm with you where I, I can't really compare him to Steve Nash because 
Steve Nash didn't really have a system. He just sort of went like go ISO ball and do what you need to do because he had those players. He had Kyrie, he had KD, uh, he had Harden for a bit. Whereas Jacques Vaughn has a flawed system and is incorrectly using the role players that he has. Our team is just full of role players. We have no star players. We have no, we don't really necessarily have any bad players. They're just very. They're he just, himself said mid. we have no all-stars. <laughs> yeah, no, you shouldn't say that as a coach. Like, <laughs> and like Mikael even, Bridges even is up even there in true. the all-star voting. Um, and Mikael Bridges is one player that you kind of see as someone that doesn't really have an ego, but you can clearly tell he's being very frustrated by what Jock Vaughn's doing, and he's even saying it in the press conferences. Cam Thomas even said he's not very comfortable with the situation right now. Um, so yeah, it's just it's very frustrating. <laughs> oh yeah, because Marcus Stroman's like. I honestly, I thought right the now, press yeah. conference was at four o'clock today. That's why we did this show at three. I was like, yo, we got to be done at four. And then I realized it was that I'm like, whatever, let's just run it. Sorry, Alex. I keep cutting you off. Oh, no, all good. Um, I, I don't know which way we're going to go. Uh, I, we talked about it last stream, whereas if we're going to be buyers or sellers, um, I'm honestly fine with being buyers if if the price of Dejounte Murray is true. If it's just going to be Spencer Dinwiddie and then like two first round picks, and even if you throw in Royce O'Neal, I'm fine with that because that's two expiring deals for a player that on his own can average over 20 a game and can be the point guard of this team. Um, as long as if it's a low deal, I'm fine with it. But um, I'm also I'd rather be I'd rather be sellers. I'd rather just sell. DFS for a first rounder or two, Royce O'Neal for a couple of seconds, Denwitty for a first, something like that. Um, the people that say that we can't rebuild is just like I've said it before. Like you can use, you can rebuild with different sets of draft picks and different assets. Um, also, it's, it's time to say goodbye to the twins thing. Cam Johnson's awful. I, he's very, he's, to, people have actually compared him to Joe Harris, and that's actually disrespectful to Joe Harris. Like that's Joe Harris is actually that's even disrespectful to the the Joey buckets at the end of his tenure. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like Joe 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 Harris in the 1819, 1920, and twenty twenty one season um, is he 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 was really good. You know, he was really regular season wise. Like during the postseason, obviously he was missing left, right, and center. But during the regular season, he came up big for us. He had games where he led us in scoring. Uh, it was very easy for him to find open uh, open shots with Kyrie and Harden, like, feeding him open open shots. Um, and this is what this is what people get. Like, the, the people that are saying, like, not just necessarily in uh, the chat or just Nets fans and just Nets fans in general, these are the same people that are complaining now that said that like oh yeah we're we're gonna like do it the right way and like build around like these guys with like a chip on their shoulder but <laughs> what, what i, I kind of just like just accept defeat <laughs> like not 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 accept defeat but like just say no, just that, realize like, we're it, cooked it, it, just realize it's, like it's you, had, you had kd Kyrie, you had the big three when harden was here last year once you didn't give Kyrie the extension, which I completely understand, and there's a lot of people going back to that. I saw people at and talking nets like, yo, you know, they they crucified Kyrie for one year of not getting vaccinated 
prioritizing his health, and that led to all this. No, it was deeper than that. People want to forget all about the anti-Semitic stuff. And I don't mean the laugh. Yeah, I know, but like, but like you, th- this team is just not fun to watch. Like even right. with all the off-court stuff that was happening with us, it, we were still fun to watch. It was like, like it was Kyrie entertainment. Was it's supposed to be entertaining. Yeah. It was fun to watch them uh, last year, and then you know this whole thing blew up, and that's why I say, yo, Joe Sai, this is what you wanted. Your ego came into play. We talked about it last episode about like you could have traded him to the Lakers. But you were like, no, I'm not doing Kyrie any favors. Look what he's done. And then even with KD, Sean Marks, like how foolish are you to think that KD wanted to stick around when he requested a trade in the summer before Kyrie requested a trade at the deadline? He followed him right out of the door. You had to do right by him. So that is where this mess um, really not started. I honestly think the mess started, and I've been on record the last few weeks. The mess started when James Harden quit on this team in Sacramento, put up four points. Another West Coast game that I stayed up to watch like a dumbass. I'm tired of doing that. <laughs> Last night, like, I'm tired, bro. I'm motherfucking tired. Like, <laughs> I got a baby. I got a cat that be jumping on my head. I need to get my rest. And I got off work last night at 9. I came home by, like, 10, 15. I could have just straight up went to bed. Instead, I'm like, nah, this is a game that the Nets can win. This is a game that the Nets will win. The Trailblazers, they gave them one in Brooklyn in overtime. They're going to avenge that loss. And my stupid ass stayed up and watched that whole game just to go to bed mad. Go go to bed sad. Go to go to bed questioning, like, why even bother? So, you know, back to these are the three things, right? And we'll get into some of the more current things. But this is what Nets fans are talking about. How did we get here? I put out a tweet last night. I'm like, what did we do to deserve this? And when you think about it, it's not what the fans did to deserve this. It's what Sean Marks, Joe Side did. Do you take on Katie and Kyrie? Yes, 10 times out of freaking 10 times you take them on. Any team would, especially where we were. You take those guys on. This Nets world was built on their backs. But then when Fat James Harden is available from Houston and you sell your soul to all three superstars, you give up pieces from your core, your future that you drafted, you cannot. You absolutely cannot take on a Ben Simmons trade to give James Harden away in the next coming years. You can't. You can't. So that's where this all really started to fracture. Ben Simmons, his contract, just his goofy ass on the sideline, dressed to the nines. My boy is in his closet. Boy, that boy be shopping. Put that shit on. That boy That boy could put a fit together. Put that shit on. Like, that's all he does, right? And you accepted that. There are probably 25 teams in the NBA that wouldn't even have entertained it. I think they were talking about maybe Sacramento, maybe Indiana, maybe I don't even know who else entertaining a Ben Simmons trade. And of course, the dumbass Nets said, yeah, we'll we'll stay on the phone with Daryl Morey and you reunite Daryl Morey and James Harden. So now you have Ben Simmons on your team, an absolute waste from the first time you introduced him. And we were talking about his mental health and then. Going into that that postseason, that playoffs, the Nets tried to sell us on him potentially coming back. We knew that wasn't going to happen. The Nets get swept by the Celtics. Then last year, this guy gets hit in the eyelash, and he's out for the season. My neck, my back, my neck, and my back. And then they get swept by the Sixers, where he like, come on, bro, that's that's where you left, right? Like you should have been available to face your old team. Don't you want to kind of get back at them? Nope, bro, does not care. 
And then coming into the season, what did I tell y'all? I saw somebody in the chat said I got everybody's hopes up. Nah, I'm not that powerful. I think uh, Brandon Batts said, you got our hopes up. Um, yeah, he said, you, you gave us too much hope, Keith. I gave us hope for the season with a cast of characters that I thought was going to bring back the Brooklyn grit, the Brooklyn way, like take us back to the, the Kenny Atkinson era and kind of restart over. But that's not it. The Nets came into the season relying on Ben Simmons. The Brooklyn Nets came into the season expecting Ben Simmons to be a point guard, expecting Ben. To, remember, we were having conversations about Ben Simmons and Simmons and Nick Claxton being on the floor together. Can't have them both on the floor together. They both can't shoot. So that was a mistake. Jacques Vaughn was a mistake. Guys getting hurt. These rotations have been a mistake. The starting lineup has been a mistake. Spencer Dinwiddie last night tries to turn his clutch gene on after not playing, I think, the last three games in the fourth quarter overtime. Come on, Spence, do it. Uh, there's conversations about his contract, his extension. I don't think it happens. Alex already mentioned him potentially being in a trade uh, for DeJounte Murray. I'll kick it back to Alex, and we'll start getting into the little things right now, like a DeJounte Murray trade rumor, like a rumor that the Nets are going to punt. Also a rumor that Brucey e. B is going to come back to New York, and uh, we'll, we'll also take the questions in the chat before we wrap. I think I only have a couple voicemails, which is cool, because um, I did put – I got three voicemails, and I did put out – yeah, call the uh, – the Brooklyn Nets fan help hotline. So we'll do all that. And I see y'all going crazy in the chat. So Alex, take it away while I load up the clips. Um, well, I mean, the this season you can't really blame Ben Simmons when he's not even playing. If anything, no, I'm not that blaming you, him. You should... Not to cut you off again. I'm blaming the Brooklyn Nets. They literally oh, yeah, considered yeah, yeah. they considered him being a, a part of this team. And I was telling y'all from the jump. Anything we get from Ben Simmons, Simmons is a bonus, but you don't bank on bonuses. I, I said prepare for nothing, but if we get anything out of him, it's a bonus. The Nets dumbasses actually thought this guy was going to run point guard, actually thought this guy was going to play. You heard Cam Johnson in the beginning of the season in her interview talking about the style of play that Ben, ben Simmons allows the Nets to play with. What? What? Well, to be honest, in those in those first few games, he actually was getting players open, and we were shooting the three well. And now we're not. But uh, to be honest, even if he was playing and he was playing every game, we probably more or less be in the same position. Maybe a few game, few extra wins here and there, but uh, nothing, nothing special. Um, I I I do the Harden trade one thousand times out of a hundred. I a lot of people say that that was a mistake to go but, all which in. Which one? Which which the, hard the, trade? No, the first one. The acquiring first, him or sending him away? Of course, acquire, acquiring him. Yeah. They were bro. They only played eighteen games together. The whole league was shook. They were potentially unstoppable. They got hurt in the playoffs. They got hurt against the Bucks. Kyrie's ankle, Harden's hamstring. I was at all those games. I watched Harden warm up with one leg. They were trying to gut it out. The universe wasn't ready for that big three. You of course bring on James Harden and get him out of Houston, but you didn't. I would have forced him. I would I would have said, all right, then you can sit on the bench and get dressed like Ben Simmons. <laughs> I would have never taken on the trade for Ben Simmons. I knew it wasn't going to ever work. Yeah, it was um, – Sean Marks sort of uh, gave in in that, in that deal, uh, I feel like. And um, it's – it's I mean, it's tough to go all the way back, but, like, to deal with it now, like, um, there are some decisions that Jacques Vaughn has made that has been questionable where um, – you know, he kept 
keep saying about Cam Thomas being benched and how we should be better when he should be benched, but we've only won one game since he's been moved to the bench. So uh, we're again hindering his development, and I more and more as the season ain't goes, funny. he yeah, he'll funny. probably get moved. He'll probably get moved. I don't know about this season, but probably uh, during the and off he'll season. get moved. He'll go to a smaller market team and he'll light up the league. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he'll be like the like the team will that he does end up going to will be a good team. Um, but he'll smaller definitely market. get more playing time. He'll definitely for sure like get more minutes and um, and to go on like just Joe Sai. You know, at first when he first uh, took ownership, uh, it was um, I was I was very happy when it happened because it seemed to me that he was like invested, uh, like with uh, going to all the games um, and seeing what other ownerships he had. Because as as a soccer fan, uh, there are lots of Americans that have ownership in European teams and they never go to games and they've been protested a lot. And that was my mindset going that oh so he's at the game so that means he's actually like gonna like go for the go for wins and go for championships but him just going to games doesn't like correlate it doesn't equal uh, winning mentality and which is which sucks because that's what I had in mind but we were all kind of tricked uh, but yeah I mean like look, we've yeah that that three and fourteen as well those those are only wins against two teams uh, and one of them was the Pistons. Uh, we we beat the Pistons twice, and then we beat somehow we beat the Thunder. Um, and, Pitiful. We're and one of the we, worst teams. Yeah. We're, we're like we're bottom three teams oh, we're in bottom the NBA five. right now. Yeah, the only teams that are probably worse, <laughs> the only teams that are worse are the Pistons, the Spurs. Honestly, probably the Blazers slightly. And they and just beat us back the, to back. The, we're bottom three. Twice. Yeah, <laughs> we're and, the, the and the and the and the Wizards and the Wizards. And the Wizards are worse. So, like, we're, like... We lost to the Wizards. Yeah. We lost yeah. to the Wizards right after the... And there's a lot of Nets fans pointing to that Bucks game, right? <laughs> bro, it's laughable. All I could do is fucking laugh. And like, I just I just didn't imagine this, bro. Like, they're, th- like, they're not bums. They're also not young. Like, and Jacques Vaughn is a veteran coach. There are a lot of Nets fans pointing to the Bucks beating the Nets 144-122, and they got docked $100,000 for that. You all know what happened, but that was the game that the team, I think, looked at Jacques Vaughn and the organization like, what the fuck are we doing? What's going on? And then they came out two nights later and lost to the Wizards. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, It's not. It's just like you kind of. This is the we're not even halfway through the season and we already want it done. You know, it's it wasn't even it, it's it's not Fun. even like where la- last season where the last three seasons where we were sort of or last two seasons, I should say, where we were still like hovering around like, you know, the top end of the Eastern Conference. But we were like trying to go for all in and and trying to like push away the off court stuff and being talked about. Uh, through the media 24-7 and now we're sort of just not being talked about like that's the only that the only good part about this is that we're not being we're under the radar media. so we're under the yeah but we're it, so like, ass we're that, like we're not because worth we're mentioning bad, yeah <laughs> yeah like, and, and that's like, like the only that's the only like positive i guess in this whole season and then and the knicks being decent in new york it's like oh well the nets are back to being the nets and 
and and look at the Knicks. Speaking of the Knicks, um, Brucey e. B, I said, you know, he might end up putting that Knicks jersey on. So uh, some members in the Knicks organization are fans of Bruce Brown. Of course they are because they're, they, they're Nets fans. You know, the Knicks were watching the Nets through that whole run. Uh, I was told there is some internal interest in going after Bruce Brown from the Knicks as far as a trade candidate. So you guys all know Bruce just got moved, right? Uh, Bruce E.B. obviously won the championship with the Nuggets. And then uh, didn't Mike Malone come out and say, you know, Bruce is coming back? Like, I, I think um, <laughs> he had like a, a speech in his, uh, like in the parade. Maybe he was just drunk and he's like, yeah, and we're bringing Bruce E.B. back. Nope. Yeah, so he that. ends up he ends up in Indiana, and now Indiana just made the move for Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, and Bruce Brown is in that deal. And the Knicks have been rumored to need to make one more move. And obviously, with Siakam going to the Pacers, and if you look at the Eastern Conference standings, they're right next to each other. You would think that with like two, three weeks left, um, there would be a move coming by the Knicks to bolster their roster a little bit. And obviously we know uh, Bruce, Bruce Brown is a Swiss Army Knight, versatile player. I mean, he, he, you know, a lot of us know he smoked that layup against the Bucks. It is what it is. But I think his shot got better when he, when he left. And I think if they added him to the Knicks, that gives the Knicks another weapon. I know this ain't talking Knicks, but all of y'all live in New York, New Jersey, for the most part, you understand. What I was just saying about the Pacers, right? The Pacers are 23 and 17, eight and a half games out of first. They did not play last night. Uh, the Knicks are right there with them. They did play last night. So they got a little bit of a, an advantage right now at 24 and 17. But when you look at the Eastern Conference, which also pisses me off because like a couple weeks before this skid, the Nets are right there in the mix too. When you look at the number four seed Cavs who have owned us this year, the Knicks, the Miami Heat, the Pacers, and the Orlando Magic, it is all jumbled up right there from the four seed uh, to the two teams that would be in the play-in, and the Nets were right there. So I don't know how y'all feel. Honestly, I feel like we should punt. Um, there was a report that came out, NBA trade report said sources, which I don't. I mean, obviously, I, like believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. Twitter is all fake, but there has to be some to this says Brooklyn is positioning themselves to be sellers at the trade deadline. We'll be looking to acquire multiple first round picks. And I'm all for that. I'm all, I, I'm all for that punt punt Thomas Morstead, kick that shit, bro. Like punt the ball as far as you can and see what you can get because this team already isn't projecting to be anything this season. And for the next few seasons, I, like I've been on record saying, bro, we've been swept out of the playoffs three out of the last four years. Is that fun for y'all? That's embarrassing. I'm a stupid-ass Cowboys fan. It's the same thing as being one and done in the NFL playoffs. It's not fun to be here today, gone tomorrow, like and just say we made the playoffs, right? The Brooklyn Nets for years. I've been going to the playoffs. I was there in 2013. I was there in 2015. And it was like, I remember 2015, the shirt was, we are playoffs. We used to flex that in Brooklyn, we make the playoffs, and the Knicks aren't making the playoffs. Just making the playoffs to get swept and not win a game is more embarrassing than just watching at home and being like, yeah, well, we're on to next year. Uh, what do you think about all that? Go for it, Alex. Uh, I, think this is, I think this is probably the first year where the Knicks are better than the Nets uh, that I can remember because I'm just going back. I think like even when we sucked, 
like uh, post Paul Pierce, uh, Kevin Garnett, like those couple of years, uh, you know, when Sean Marks just joined with Kenny Atkinson, the Knicks sucked too. Like they were both, we were both equally bad. Like we were either equal or we were better than the Knicks. This is the first time probably ever since we moved to Brooklyn that we're worse than the Knicks. You know, because it's like, what, what, what was the first year? 13-14, I think, um, where we were in the playoffs those two years. Or it was 12-13. So we were in the playoffs. Then we sucked those two, three years. So did the Knicks. Then we had that D'Lo year. Knicks still sucked. Then we had Katie and Kyrie. Obviously, we were better than them. And then last year, even last year, like we uh, – I mean, last year for the first half, we were better. But then – getting rid of the superstars, they, they became a better team. And it's been all Knicks since probably this time last year. Uh, so uh, someone in the chat mentioned, do you believe that the Nets will trade for DeJounte Murray? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm honestly, I'm I, the, the way that we, uh, <laughs> the way that we, uh, uh, or the Twitter said uh, where we could send in Spencer Dinwiddie, and Royce O'Neal, if we can keep Cam Thomas and we can have and we just send in one unprotected first with like an, an additional one uh, protected first, I'm fine with that because that there's no that there's no risk really in, in those two picks. If one of them is protected and the other one is not a Suns pick, just hold if they can hold on to the Suns pick, that's great. And getting rid of two expiring deals and keeping Cam Thomas. Um, but someone just said there was a poor saying in this are shying away. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Someone said we were shying away from giving up two first rounders uh, for DeJounte Murray, which I understand. But uh, eh, we'll, we'll see. It's um, it, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's, it's just what's the stuck. point? Like, <clears throat> what's the point, bro? Like, what's the point in going to get DeJounte Murray for next year? Yeah, I mean, for next year, because, like, I guess. I mean, there's no there's no point in having Spencer Dinwiddie and Royce O'Neal for the rest of the season when they don't really help us, and then you just uh, and then they just leave for nothing, you know? Like they're just gonna leave like and and not extend their expiring deals. Since 11-12 season, the Knicks were better until the next two. Yeah, exactly. But the 11-12 season, we weren't. We I don't think we were in Brooklyn. And even when we basically ever since we came to Brooklyn. Uh, we've been better uh, except for the last year or so. Uh, so it, it's, it is what it is. I think uh, towards the end of the season, it's time to try and like apps, like, like once the trade deadline's over and we realize that we're not going to make the play in or playoffs, it's just time to play the young guys and develop them by playing them more often from the G league where it's like Noah Clowney. And I'm, I like realized that, so. that I realized that at the end of last month, what's going to take them like, like I, I know it's a long NBA season, um, but we're on the second half of the season already. We're approaching the trade deadline, the All Star break. Like, I just like you can't you can't sell me on it. Honestly, you can't sell me on. Um, <laughs> I guess whatever. Go get Dejounte Murray if you're just gonna give up a couple picks and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. You're not gonna pay Spencer Dinwiddie. He was just on the bench. Uh, I was just talking about that. Like. Um, shout out to Robin. I got to actually hit Robin Lumberg up because he was going in on Spencer. And I was like, yo, he was just waiting. He was like, Spencer Dinwiddie. He was saying all the stuff about Spencer Dinwiddie. Let me see if I can get exactly what he was saying. Um, so I don't do it. Wasn't verbatim. it like it didn't didn't. Yeah. Like I, I saw what Robin, Robin said as well on Twitter, but I also saw like what Spencer said on Instagram. And I think it's sort of just like a thing where 
I think he's kind of done with Jokvan. He said, if you entertain a lie long enough, it will start to sound like the truth. So, like, it's basically saying yeah. we're just, like, staying where we are, but we just – we're not admitting that we're bad when we are. Yeah, so I got to get Robin on the pod. I got to get uh, Mike Biseglia on the pod. Um, I was talking to Robin real quick under the Talking Nets handle last night. Because he was going in on Spencer. He was like, Spencer Dinwiddie is obviously not part of the Nets' future and is giving nothing at the present. Not sure why he's still playing. Credit to Spencer for answering the bell in the second half. He's too good a player to be as bad as he's been. I said he was just waiting. Did I see his stat last night that he's got one of the worst shooting percentages? I think he has the worst worst field goal percentage in the league in terms of like how much he's shot the ball. Bruh. It's (laughs) It's very bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. There's nothing good to report. There's nothing good to say about the Brooklyn Nets right now, um, except that they might sell off. So in my notes from last night watching it, I'm like, I, I, I literally on the radio was like, you gave them their 10th win. You can't give them number 11. They did. I mean, shout out to Lonnie Walker. I'm glad Lonnie's healthy and he's back. He's a bright spot, but he can't do it on his own. Like, like I don't know. Um, Someone said, like, can't wait to see what uh, the Houston picks turn out to be. And, um, it, it, like, I the thing is, the, the bright spot that Houston has right now wasn't even from our picks. Like, people that try to compare that to what Boston was, yeah, those were from our picks. The reason why they're sort of trying to create, like, a dynasty is because we gave them everything. Whereas Houston haven't really, they haven't used our pick. We they haven't used both our swaps, so it's just their own picks. And the only other pick that they used was Terry Eason, who's, you know, just a role player for them. He's just a bench player. Like all their great players, Jalen Green was their own pick. Jabari Smith Jr. was their own pick. Alperen Shangun was their own pick. Uh, getting Fred Van Vliet was from their own free agency money. You know, so like the, I, that that's why that's why I I'm so for selling. Because I don't care what Houston does. Like, what they have right now, that's so bright. And getting Ime Udoka as their coach, that's already from them. That wasn't from us. Stop. I, I need Nets fans to be to not be scared of what Houston could be. One team. Like, it, like I don't care about one team. I care about our, our team. And I'd rather just rebuild with other picks from other teams. Because then you could trade them for bigger players. And I, that's why I'm also for trading for DeJounte Murray because they're not our picks. So, I'm, again, I'm fine with either one. I just want to choose a direction. If they, I'd, ra- I'd rather be buyers than not do anything, even if, if people don't want to be buyers. And now it's time for voicemails. I think this one came in when we recorded our last episode. Hey, talking next. Chris from Jersey. Um, you know what? I'm not going to be pessimistic. I'm going to take the optimistic approach. By next week, there will be a trade. Hopefully, by next week, the vibes will be different. What do you think? No, th- this uh, voicemail came no, in on, the, the, on the, January 9th. It's next week. <laughs> January been... 9th, and it's, it's next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nine days. Shout out to Chris from Jersey. What do I think? No, they are they are sitting on their hands. They are seeing this through. They are leaving faith in Jock Vaughn and this team to like gut out some wins. I think we watch every night hoping that they get a pride win. Um, where they where they do figure it out, but they find ways to lose. They found a way to lose that Miami game. I already said it. You don't challenge the Spencer uh, or Dennis Smith Jr. call. Okay. 
What were you planning on, Jacques Vaughn? Taking that time out to Portland? You lost that one too. Like it just it doesn't make any sense. I know every Nets fan was on Twitter, like, yo, what was the what was the logic? What was the science behind that? You you have a timeout, you don't use it to challenge, then you also don't use a timeout to to stop the game and draw up a play. After the game, Jacques Vaughn said he 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 got a quick look at the monitor or whatever, and he didn't think they were gonna overturn it. Okay, you didn't think they were gonna overturn it. Take a chance. This team is losing. Like, take a chance. It's late in the game. And then, okay, if, if you're not going to take a chance because you have conviction over, oh, I don't think they're going to overturn it, with time expiring, call timeout. He said, I don't think I could have drawn anything up better than than the shot we got. He's basically be fired. that he's not a good coach. He, he's, then then, then, he's then you shouldn't be coaching. Coach. If, if you don't yeah. think we have any all-stars, if you don't think um, that these players want it bad enough where they're diving for balls on the ground and – and buying in, and if you don't think you can draw up a play good enough, then a half-assed Mikael Bridges mid-range shot. Mikael has been missing shots. Shout out to him, though. I know he got hurt last night. He's an Iron Man. He champed it out. He came back in the game, and you could tell he's trying to shoulder. You know the the. I don't want to even say that. Pause. I was about to say some shoulder the L O A D shoulder the the weight like he's trying to be the guy, but he's not supposed to be the guy. He's not. Anthony Edwards, he's not, you know what I'm saying? He's not that type of, of player. He's not, he's not, he's not Steph. He's not LeBron. He's not KD. Like he's not Kyrie. He's not that guy. He's a, he's a, a, a good role player. He's a good Batman, but uh, let's keep these, these voicemails going, man. Do I think they're going to make a trade to answer that voicemail? No, they're waiting. If they, if, if they actually make a good trade in the next, um, Three weeks before the deadline. What's the deadline on the eighth? One, think, two, yeah. three weeks. We have exactly three weeks from today. If they make one good trade, the Nets world will rejoice. We won't even care about the game. We'll be like, yeah, hello. They're awake. They did something. Sean Marks, do your job. Do your job. What up, boys? What up, boys? It's Rahala. What's up, Keith? What's up, Alex? So uh, real quick, I'll make this short and sweet. I think uh, the Nets should definitely make some trades, trade the veterans out here. Um, I know it was mentioned about DeJounte Murray possibly going to the Nets, maybe make a deal with him. All I say is no matter where we get Murray or whoever we bring in, please do not trade none of the Suns picks. Don't trade the Suns 2027, 2028, and 2029. Do not trade those picks at all, bro. Like, that's that's how I feel. I don't mind the 2025, but the 2027, 2029, I believe 2028 is a – I believe uh, 2028 – we uh we get to we get to do like a switch with them or something like that. But um, but uh, don't trade none of the Suns picks. That junk is gold. That's my take on it. How you guys feel about that? Yo, Rahal is in the chat. He said this voicemail old as hell. It was from Monday, bro. You feel differently after we lost to the Heat and after we lost to the Trailblazers? Like, you know, he's in the chat right now. Say how you feel. Say how you feel. Yeah, no, no, do not trade those Suns picks. And I, I'm absolutely with. I that. don't think even they're dumb enough to do that. It's yeah. not that dire of a like nah. You trade it's, those uh, Suns picks. I, you trade those Suns yeah. picks if you think you can contend this year. It's not that dire of a situation. It's not dire even. It's like it's it's not that kind of situation at all. Like those are for like the well, look what, like look at what the Raptors are doing. The Raptors are were in a position where you know they have a young star in Scotty Barnes. Yep. and they're making him their number one. And they 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 fired. Um, well, they parted ways with Nick Nurse. They're they're just kind of doing a completely full rebuild. 
And they traded their own picks for like Kawhi and Marcus All. They did all yep. that. Now they don't even have their first round pick. We're not going to pay Fred, OG Ananobi to the Knicks, Pascal Siakam to the Pacers. Like, let's bring young players like RJ and IQ over here to to play with these guys. Like, yeah, I see it. They have one of the uh, best GMs in the game. uh, Masai Ujiri is one of the best GMs in the game. And that is why they're going through a nice rebuild. They got rid of Siak. They got three first-round picks for Siak. Siakam's a great player. Like he's an all-star level player, but he's an expiring deal. How do you get three first-round picks? Gonna, he's and he's gonna he's gonna make forty million a year. And Bruce Brown, like that's another good as that's another good player. Like he, you don't, you can't tell me you can't do nothing from now until the trade deadline. Even even if it is becoming buyers, like I'd rather do, I'd rather do something than nothing. Even if it's in the minority. Yo, what's up? This is D Rock, straight into the point. Brooklyn Nets are so irrelevant. I tried calling another station; they wouldn't even put me on. We are a joke. It's time to blow this up. Anybody who doesn't have a rookie contract is out. Fire marks. Fire the coach. Blow it up, start over. It's over. <laughs> you know, the problem with that is, like, <laughs> you can blow it up, but someone has to be the guy pressing the detonate button. Sean Marks isn't going to press the detonate button and fire himself. So it's like, he has to be the architect. He has to be the one to blow it up and reconstruct. And that is the problem in itself. Like, we all agree, this is trash. This is one of, like, we all, like, there's a not all of us, because I, I did notice too, right? I put out that tweet and I don't I don't block people on my, my main account because I like people to be able to like, you know, see my moves. But on Talking Nets, I put out what did we do to deserve this? And a bunch of goofies with like James Harden profile pictures, Kyrie Irving profile pictures, Kevin Durant profile pictures. They were like, you did this and this. You blame this on Harden. Look how you treated Kyrie. I'm like, block, Sergi, block. And I was getting them out the paint, you know. Um, we've gotten some of those weird ass stands out of our fan base and the Nets fans that went through 12 and 70, the Nets fans that went through some of the better years where it still just was like, this is not it. What did I say a couple episodes ago? I think we had like a five game losing streak. I'm like, the Nets do that every year. They did that with Katie and Kyrie. Like it wouldn't be the Brooklyn Nets if they didn't run it up to six, seven, eight game losing streaks. I've seen a bunch of them in my life, but man, this has a different feel to it. This has a helpless feeling to it. This has a feeling of like, yo, why are we even watching these games, Alex? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Like, the, this is three wins in 17 games, and again, two wins against two different teams. Like, it's, it's, it's very ugly. One, I think we're one in our last nine. I, it's just terrible. You know, this is, this is different from because the way we were losing before. I think the last time we've had like a losing season was the the 17, 18 season. And we like, we expect it to be bad, you know, like D'Lo, I think that was D'Lo's first year and he was out for half the season. Jeremy Lin literally in the, Jeremy Lin was supposed to be our best player. Jeremy Lin was supposed to be our best player. And he goes down with a, a season ending injury after the first game. I remember that like the back of my hand. I'm like, well, well Bro, that, we're, that, we're missing the days of watching um, Alan Anderson or Jared Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's laughable, yeah, Jared, bro. Yeah, Jared Jack was fun. Yeah, Randy I, like, I, I should have like, got that Jared Jack jersey, bro. I really did want to order that Jared Jack jersey. I just was broke as hell. I couldn't be buying jerseys back then. 
All right, two more voicemails. Hey, Keith. It's Chris from Jersey. Quick question. It's obvious with all the reports that the Nets are close to getting to John C. Murray. I just want to know when, in your opinion, do you think it's going to happen? We've seen the reports. They obviously have interest in them. They're going to get them. I just got a feeling. I don't know. I just got a feeling. I just want to know, do you agree? And when do you think it'll happen? Yeah, we were already talking about it. I mean, if if they're going to do it soon, um, in the next three weeks, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think after last night, right, like I listened to Capper and Carino call a game, and I even was watching League Pass with uh, Kustak and Ian Eagle calling the game. And, uh, yo, that <laughs> just made me think of some other dumb shit. <laughs> the viral video wow. from, um, from oh, years yeah. ago from the Prudential Center, you literally even see the, the New Jersey Devils logo on the seats. Ian Eagle called in the WFAN to clear the air on that. Like, the, the internet now, we have gotten to the point with the internet now, people believe anything. People literally look at, like, anything on the internet. They don't use context clues. They don't think with their own brain. Let me see if I can pull it up. I know you guys saw it. I know every Nets fan saw this dumb shit. It was from a, a Nets versus... Uh, Celtics game um when were we in we were in Prudential Center the year before Barkley so this had to be 2010 um 2011 <laughs> 2012 and Ian Eagle addressed it on the fan yesterday that like Ian Eagle we had him on talking that Ian Eagle doesn't do social media so somebody hit him to tell him that like he was going viral for this clip from over a decade ago and I'm like yo this is where the Nets are like, first off, the Nets don't even have these jerseys. Like, the Nets have had uh, 15 different jerseys over the last 10 years. They've never brought back the white jerseys with N-E-T-S Nets across the front. So, Ian Eagle and Mike Fratello almost come to fisticuffs while announcing live on air sound up. I don't know if you guys saw that. I don't have time to cut the video. But um, <laughs> that was just some dumb shit in, in Nets Twitter. What I was going to say is, though, you know, both the television broadcast and the radio broadcast was citing how Spencer Dinwiddie hadn't been in the rotation to close games as a veteran, um, as a starter, as a, a former net in the last uh, three, four games. He hadn't played the fourth quarter overtime. We all know Spencer's clutch. It seemed like last night he was trying to get that clutch gene going, but just too little, too late. Um, one more voicemail, Alex. Anything else you got before we start wrapping this thing up? No, I just, I kind of just want the trade to go, any trade to happen. Literally sure. anything. Literally, if, even if it's like a minimal trade, like I, like just, if it's just, just, just get, Royce O'Neal, like Royce O'Neal for two seconds, like I'd be fine with that. Like honestly. Send anything. Spencer Dinwiddie anywhere, bro. Like obviously we want the DeJounte Murray thing to happen, but like, like put him out of his misery, bro. He wants to go elsewhere. He's not getting an extension here. It's his second tour. He's over it. I'm sure he's over it. All right, last voicemail. Yo, I think it's the domino effect. I'm watching the show. I mean, shout out to you and Alex. I'm watching. Big fan shout breezy. Listen, Jack Vaughn is not coaching the way I thought he would. He got five years of assistant coach experience. He uh, uh, got good rapport with Coach Pop. Uh, you know, all of these, he's seen Kenny Atkinson. He's seen the good and bad in front of him for his coaches. All of these things led me to believe that he would be a good coach. He's not. Uh, my question to you and Alex in the chat is, does Josiah show uh, loyalty to Sean Marks for hiring? 
a second bad coach, Jock Vaughn, now Steve Nash? Or is Joe Sy going to be loyal to Sean Marks? Is the front office going to shake the scene? Is it, you know what I mean? Because we, what we feel one way about the players, but what do y'all think is going to happen with the front office? Is Jack Vaughn not being a good coach is going to force Joe Sy in? Or he's just going to stay loyal to Sean Marks? Is this tradition to be loyal to the GM? I'm asking because, you know, how long – this is uh, Joe Sy's first hire as a GM. So do y'all think he stays loyal to him regardless of the productivity? I don't know. I'm in the chat. Go ahead, Alex. Your thoughts? Um, I, I know for a fact Joe Sy won't leave, you know, being an owner. Like, we – owner is, like – that's going to be huge. Like that has to be, you know, a buyout where someone else has to, you know, bid for the team and uh, going through a whole process. That's not going to happen for years. You know, the Sean Marks, um, if I were to pick one person that would probably stay longer between Sean Marks and Jacques Vaughn, it would probably be John, uh, Sean Marks um, because I feel like he has experience with this type of, you know, like, situation where we're sort of in a half rebuild, I guess. Uh, he's done it before. So, uh, you know, the trades he's made is all right. He's always had good eyes for talent in the deep end of the draft. Um, I've always praised him for that. But, you know, Jacques Vaughn, he's just not a good coach. He's just not – like, at the very at the very minimum, you just have to develop your young guys, and he's just not doing that. So I was trying to dig up the tweet. <clears throat> I know y'all remember this. When – um, KD, I mean, KD and Kyrie were right, bro. It's just fucking funny now. They were right. They knew it was a mess. They knew these guys didn't know what they were doing. But I know you guys remember when Joe Sy came out and endorsed his people. He he endorsed, I think he endorsed Steve Nash as well. He had a tweet where he, he endorsed uh, Sean Marks and Steve Nash, I believe, back then. And it was like, bro, um, no, don't go against KD who signed his extension to be here, and we know how flippant this guy can be. Like, we know KD, the wind can blow, and he wants to be on another team. Uh, I wish I could find that, man. Um, I wish I could find Joe Sy's tweet uh, sticking with his guys. Like, I'm, I'm Googling right now. Um, so, yeah, when we go back to talking about, like, jo Joe Sy firing Sean Marks, I don't think he's built like that, bro. I really don't. And, um, you know, we try and look at Clarisai and Liberty and what they built over there to get that team into the finals, to get that team where there's fans actually showing up to Barclays to, to support them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't think um, I, I don't think Josiah fires Sean Marks. And that's why I made the joke before about like yeah we need to blow it up <laughs> but you can't say in the same sentence blow it up fire sean marks because somebody has to press the detonate button and joe Sai, who owns the team he ain't getting rid of the team he's not selling the team and he's also not getting rid of the gm in my humble opinion alex anything you got to close as i'm trying to find this tweet okay i think i found from sports illustrated go ahead and i'll pull this up yeah, uh, no, it, it's – no matter what's going to happen, it's not – I honestly don't think it will change anything. Uh, even if – like, the main thing would be Sean Marks, but I, I don't see that happening. And I honestly wouldn't be 
that happy if he were to leave because you know he's actually done some good things for this uh, organization and I don't know who would come in um, to replace him but I think just ha- just getting a decent like just getting a decent coach like I'm, I'm not asking for the the second coming of Phil Jackson you know I'm just not I, I just want to make some trades I just want to make some some moves and that's basically it and uh, we'll see in the next uh, next couple of weeks I, I just I also hate how we have to wait till the trade deadline because like, I admire what the Pacers did in getting Siakam you have to be proactive in, in yeah. any sport in baseball in football in, in basketball I hate that too the, the Yankees do that dumb shit Brian Cashman wants to hit buzzer beaters at the like last minute of the trade deadline. No, if you know what you need, go out and get it. If you know what you have to do, be proactive. Be first instead of being last. Shit is dumb. All right. Nets owner Joe Sy broke his public si- silence regarding Kevin Durant's trade w- request Monday, talking to Twitter, taking to Twitter to issue a firm defense of the franchise's front office and coaching staff. He said, "Our front office and coaching staff have my support." Sy wrote. We will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. Sai's brief statement comes in the wake of a face-to-face meeting with Durant over the weekend in London to discuss the star forward's outstanding trade request. In the meeting, Durant reiterated his request to be moved out of Brooklyn, according to Shams. Y'all remember? It wasn't that long ago. It was the summer before this one. Y'all remember that. So, um, in closing... Right? What did we do to deserve this? Blame your owner. Blame your GM. And when I speak about this on New York Radio, when I speak about this on Talking Nets podcast that we literally started and we literally built after D'Lo and Theo Pinson and Jared Dudley and all those guys were doing a stupid six nine dance on 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 the bench because we felt like something was going to happen, and then we got the clean sweep. Of KD, Kyrie, uh, DeAndre Jordan. We started a Nets podcast for Nets fans and a Nets brand because we felt like, okay, now we're ascending. Now we're going to be taken serious. Now we're going to be an actual NBA team. It came and it went. And honestly, the fact that it didn't continue after Kevin Durant literally signed his extension. Shout out to Eddie Gonzalez, who I became friends with. Kevin Durant literally was doing business in New York, had a whole office, still does, for the boardroom, didn't have any intentions of leaving. But when you sign these superstar players, they want to be the GM. They want control. They want power. It's the NBA. Like, you know this. You know this, man. You know this, man. So if you were willing to go that far and not go the whole way, and I understand a global pandemic hit, you're dealing with Kyrie Irving, right? There are people that still talk about Flat Earth, and they 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 tagged that with Kyrie, even though he said that over a decade ago. Right? The the anti-Semitism stuff came out of fucking nowhere. Didn't need it. But that's but no still one's following talking it. about it anymore. But no one's no, talking about it. No, but listen, no but listen, all of that is why the owner decides I can't stand by these superstars. And Katie and Kyrie are friends. And even though there was a little turmoil there, like they came here together. They were, they were a package deal. So when you punt on the idea of having superstars, you better have an idea of fielding a team without superstars, and they didn't have a good idea. They banked on Ben Simmons being the best player on this team. (laughs) 
And that's why we're in this mess. That's why we can't enjoy our, an NBA season. That's why I'm 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 watching Knicks games and I'm not enjoying the Knicks games, but I'm not trolling the Knicks fans. It's their time. I'm like, good for y'all, man. Good for y'all, man. You got a little squad. I can't hate on y'all little squad. OG's a good player. Dante DiVincenzo is a good piece. You added Josh Hart last year, right? You got rid of RJ's mid-ass. IQ, you were never going to start. You were never going to pay. I'm paying attention, right? Our, I, I Hart, Isaiah Hartenstein, it's his time. You, were, you know, Jericho Sims went down, and then he he emerged. Obviously, Mitchell Robinson went down. He emerged. Jalen Brunson is him. It, it don't make no damn sense that Jalen Brunson's got a similar contract as Cam Johnson. <laughs> you just got to laugh it off, so. Our world, Nets world, I appreciate y'all. If I didn't appreciate y'all, I wouldn't be still running these podcasts with Alex. Uh, I am swamped with a ton of things to do in this new year, and I know y'all tired of hearing me complain. It's not even a complaint. It's just being real with you, you know. I said I got to get some people on the show, and some people have reached out. Big fan, Breezy, we'll figure out how to bring you on. Because what else are we going to do, right? We're not even talking about the game. We are literally not even talking about the box score, there was no reason to show the box score. We're having these, we're having these mental health checks. We're having these therapy sessions. We're having these podcasts like, yo, what happens next? So what happens next? We just bring different Nets fans in. I said Mike Laseglia I reached out to. I got to reach out to Robin. Um, I got to hit up Pooch, see if Pooch wants to run one. And uh, yeah, we'll just keep pushing forward until something happens in the next three weeks, right? So anything else, Alex? I, I think I spewed all I needed to spew, but yeah, I, I don't even know. I that that that's when I know like things are cooked where I don't even know who's playing who we're playing next. So like yeah. Oh well I didn't even I didn't even do that. Here we go. Good way to sign off before we hit an hour. <laughs> it's about to get bad. We're about to play the yeah. Nets on ESPN national television tomorrow. Or the Nets. I'm I'm so cooked. I need a nap. <laughs> We're oh, about yeah, to play we got, the Lakers. We got the ESPN game. Oh, God. That game is going to be on ESPN, right? We think we're flying under the radar. No, 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 no. They're, like LeBron and them are going to smoke us. And then everybody's going to be talking about what happened to the Brooklyn Nets. Just three years ago, we were picking next Nets Lakers as the NBA Finals championship. Uh, and then we got to stay there and go face Steve Ballmer and the Clippers. I don't know if you've seen their new arena and the whole wall that they're building of only Clippers fans. They're, they're jocking us because the Nets have our little block section with the Brooklyn Brigade where you can't wear other teams and you can only root for the Nets. And they have a whole damn like side of their arena where they're going to do that behind one net. And then, of course, next Tuesday, the Knicks and their fans beating their chest, going to come to Barclays Center. And I don't expect us to beat the Knicks. And you got to face the Timberwolves, face the Rockets. When will the Nets win another game? I don't know. Find out next time on after Dragon the Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Probably after the deadline. <laughs> Speaking of Pooch, did y'all see what happened? Nah, what happened to Pooch? I got to text Pooch. It's been a minute. Pooch is good? Don't tell me nothing happened to Pooch for real. Pooch is good, right? Pimp I, I haven't back. heard anything about Pooch. Nah, yeah, I ain't hear nothing. That, like, I'm just saying, like, if it's something like Twitter, internet, not real life, that's one thing. But Pooch is, Pooch is my dog. That's a good guy. I've been... Been rocking with Pooch forever from when Pooch used to set up the phone and do the uh <laughs> do the little lives on um what was it what was it called back when you used to go live? Uh Pooch used to have his little Nets chats. There was a third party app that you would go live on Twitter with. I forget what it was even called now. Um let's see. 
he wrote a post and ownership sent their goons after him. Of course they did. Of course they did. But like Pooch now is Pooch was working with boardroom. Um and obviously KD dip. And now Pooch, I believe, is working with Nets Daily, right? So I don't know. Sent their goons out. I think like, he's always been with the, yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means either, but Pooch is a man. Let's see. Okay, an hour ago. I'm gonna read this article, but we'll close with this. The Nets ain't got no goons. What are they gonna say? Um, we're taking your credential. You can't come on the floor anymore. So what? Don't nobody want to go to these bum ass games? The only reason I was thinking about going to the game was to sit down and, and rap on beat with uh Dugga Beats or whatever his name is, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um so Pooch put this article out. I guess this is what pimp name Slickback was referring to. The Nets need to pick a direction fast. In seven parts, I broke down the true colors of the Brooklyn Nets under Sean Marks and Joe Sy's leadership. Mm, I know what I'm about to do. I'm about to read that right after this. But, yo, appreciate y'all, man. We have a solid group of people that pull up for this, uh, and this is what we do this for. We don't do this for haters, naysayers, people on the outside. We don't do this for money. We don't do this for likes and views and followers. We do this because we know there are Nets fans like us watching these games that just wish we had a better team, wish we had better basketball out there to watch. I appreciate y'all throwing money in the chat. We're going to reach $100. We're going to reach $100, and, and, and me and uh, Alex going to chop it up. I'll throw it in the gas tank. <laughs> I know Rahala was like, yo, once you break uh, – once you break – a hundred dollars on on the YouTube money you can buy Peacock. No, never. Not doing that. <laughs> not doing that. I like not for money. Uh, uh, not for nothing. I get money. Like it's not the money you make. It's the money you keep. Like people think this is my bedroom. No, this is my guest room. I have three bedrooms in my apartment. <laughs> not even flexing because y'all know I'm not like that. I came up with no bread. But uh, whether I get money or not, I'm not paying Peacock five ninety nine. All right, that's all we got. You're Cook Carter. Speaking of rapping on the beat, Cook Carter did his thing. Cook Carter did his thing. Cook Carter in here. Time to close. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Like, actually go, though, and win a game. Brooklyn. <laughs> We're doing that Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talk. My dumbass, I hit the intro and not the outro.